0: Welcome back to PoetKind Podcast, Episode 7, and welcome to August. There is something I've always loved about August, something rich and languid. Trees and plants along the roadsides take on a voluptuous attitude. They bump into each other and roll over ridges and edges. I just love all that fullness. There's also a warmth to the August colors that bridges that full-on summer right into autumn. Autumn. I live on a little four-acre patch of land, and this time of year feels insulated by all that lushness. It's quieter here, slower feeling. I love it. When I was a child, I always loved August, too, those last free days of summer, cramming in as much playtime as possible in the shortening days before school began. And for me, I'm someone who always looked forward to school almost from the moment that it was out, so... It was a time of excitement for me when we could prepare for the new school year. New school supplies, new clothes, new lunchbox. Anyone else get nostalgic? Can anyone else recall that that like funky lunchbox smell? Something somewhere between old milk and peanut butter sandwiches? Just the remembering of that smell takes me back to some of those same feelings. I don't think I've ever outgrown the feeling of back to school. I still love to buy a few new supplies here and there, a new notebook, new pencils, and at least one snazzy new pen that I inevitably end up leaving somewhere when I've pulled it out to jot down a quick idea. Anyway, what does this have to do with poetry? A lot, I think. When moments, smells, sensations, when they're evocative, I think there's poetry there. Ways of being present and then conveying that through our words can connect with someone else or invite them into the experience and create something new for them. There's power in sharing experience and it can release us personally from something holding us down or expand us in ways we never expected. It can do that for a reader as well. As much as I'd like to think we're singular, our experiences, while unique to each of us, can always resonate with someone else, move them, encourage them, help heal. Though the inverse can be true, I believe we give voice to our need through our words, veiled or obvious. We are all writing our ways to answers, in a way. Okay, enough pocket philosophy for today. If you follow us on Instagram, you may remember a little photo challenge we had back in week five, I think. I'd like to congratulate Elizabeth Marshall. Her poem, Land of Five, is our pick for this week, and we'll share that at the end of our podcast. Thanks to the brave souls who sent something in. Please, please keep submitting. When we have a challenge like that, we love to see the work you guys do. Keep your eyes open on Instagram and Twitter, both at PoetKindPodcast, all one word, for the upcoming prompt for this week. All right, our feature poem is by James Whitcomb Riley. He's known as the Hoosier poet, and also the children's poet. Some of you may recognize his name not for his poetry for adults, but for Little Orphan Annie, which was originally titled Little Orphan Annie, with a T on the end. But a typo in publication dropped the T, and it became Little Orphan Annie. And it was the poem that inspired the original comic strip by the same name, as well as radio and television shows, and of course the play Little Orphan Annie. Today we're going to read his poem, August. August by James Whitcomb Riley. A day of torpor in the sullen heat of summer's passion in the sluggish stream, the panting cattle lave their lazy feet with drowsy eyes and dream. Long since the winds have died, and in the sky there lives no cloud to hint of nature's grief. The sun glares ever like an evil eye and withers flower and leaf. Upon the gleaming harvest field remote, the thresher lies deserted like some old, dismantled galleon that hangs afloat upon a sea of gold. The yearning cry of some bewildered bird above an empty nest and truant boys along the river's shady margin heard a harmony of noise. A melody of wrangling voices blent with liquid laughter and with rippling calls of piping lips and trilling echoes sent to mimic waterfalls. And through the hazy veil the atmosphere has draped about the gleaming face of day, the shifted glances of the sun appear in splinterings of spray. The dusty highway, like a cloud of dawn, trails over the hillside, and the passer-by a tired ghost in misty shroud toils on his journey to the sky. And down across the valley's drooping sweep, withdrawn to furthest limit of the glade, the forest stands in silence, drinking deep, its purple wine of shade. The gossamer floats up on phantom wing, the sailor vision voyages the skies and carries into chaos everything that freights the weary eyes. Till throbbing on and on, the pulse of heat increases, reaches, passes fever's height, and day sinks into slumber, cool and sweet, within the arms of night. I think Riley captured the essence of August that I was trying to communicate, and his use of words, I mean, just beautiful, and torpor, what a perfect word for August. Anyway, as promised, we're also going to read our winning entry by Elizabeth Marshall for five. It's a two for Tuesday. So, here is Elizabeth Marshall's Land of Five. The Land of Five Shadows appear on the hour as the clock hands move around the face. Stop at twelve and five. Your face, dear heart, bristles with growth that leaves my skin red when we kiss. Your cheek goes off the clock, lets down its hair, going nowhere in the land of five. Odd until you're doubled, even now. You are complete, all toes and fingers, counted all joy when they are all there, to have and to hold. A feat without the complete, set of digits on hands and feet, wild and whimsical, land of five. A warning, a whistle, a cigarette break, A palm slap up high, an hour of collars, both blue and white, saddled up to the bar. A countdown for NASA as rockets take off into space. And my favorite age, for just twelve months, a child of tender age, five, when shadows appeared at night, we'd count to five and hide, my sisters and I, in that magical house on the street with hills and dales, we five. How odd. Thank you again to everyone who entered. It is so much fun to see what comes from a simple prompt like a five of hearts. So many different perspectives. I mean, really, it's a joy to read each one. That's it for Episode 7. Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoy PoetKind, please consider sharing us with your friends. Remember, you can find us at Podcast, all one word, on both Instagram and Twitter. We're always accepting submissions for inclusion on PoetKind Podcast on a regular basis. And if you're interested, drop us a note at PoetKindPodcast at gmail.com and we'll send you our guidelines. That's all for today. Until next time, read good poetry and write great poetry.